Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And yo, 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 Bills Mafia. Welcome to the second edition of Believe in Bills with your hosts, Dan Mitchell and Aaron Williams. Yo. Aaron, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, you know, grinding it out, staying safe, you know, just trying to keep up the news. Yeah, man. Just doing it. Just doing it. Funny story. I saw that you requested me on LinkedIn the other day. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it's part of my class. So I'm back in school trying to get my degree. Only got oh, like yeah. Months, so yeah, I heard that. So honestly, and so honestly, I probably shouldn't have, shouldn't have exposed you there because I'm sure that, uh, so now your inbox and now your connection requests are going to be flooded from a bunch of Bills fans. It's all good, man. You know, it's, yeah. it's part of it. It's part of it, you know? And so, hey, man, you know, like, I was always curious, like, right before we dive in, because, and so Bill's Mafia, like, we're, like, so we're going to be dissecting the 53-man roster, but, and so I've always wanted to be, like, a fly on the wall for, like, a celebrities or a pro athletes, like, DMs. Can you remember or like, think of, like, the weirdest DM you've ever oh, gotten? Shit. <laughs> I've, I've ever gotten, I've gotten a lot of weird DMs, man. Yeah. Um, None that's like that really jumps out that I can really remember because it happened so long ago. But um, man, I had a fan DM me during training camp. Oh shit! And a fan wanted wanted me to promise her that I would sign her breasts after practice. Uh, wow. At our uh, signing, at like you know when we sign autograph after practice yeah um so that that happened and she actually came she actually showed up and like grabbed my attention and yeah man so, so did you follow through i followed through <laughs> my, it, was like, my I, it was like at the end of the like so i was always not i say majority of the time i was always the last player to kind of sign autographs and you know i made sure like there were no kids around no faculty no staff you know just gotta be safe with all that you never know what might pop up but i did fall through I, I kept my word and uh but i'm sure there's like w much weirder stories than that but that just that one came and popped up first so <laughs> and yeah man i mean that's definitely something that i feel like i would remember that's that's definitely something i feel like i would remember too that's absolutely hysterical um but yeah dude honestly man like so saturday is the day when the bills are supposed to like cut it down to 53 and I mean, I could only imagine what's going through some of these guys' minds, especially the ones that like almost know that they're not making it. And so back when you played, you were basically a shoe-in for each and every single training camp. And so what was the atmosphere like just, just out of curiosity of like the players that were around you like during that time when there was like three or four days and they needed to do something huge? Which was um, filled with a bunch of anxiety and stuff or? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean... From my experience being around it, I can't say I've never been a part of it, but being around it, the guys' energy is kind of like, um, how can I put it? There's a lot of anxiety going on, going on around, you know, the guys that are not 100% sure to make the roster. Yeah. Um, for Sometimes, man, it's, it's, just, it's best for you just to go out there and have fun. And because yeah. I have times where guys were worried about, you know, if they're going to get that call to stay on 53 or even practice squad, that they would try to do more than what they are told to do. And sure. when you do that, it sometimes messes up the scheme of things. 
but at the same time, I understand that you're, you're trying to make plays to show the coach that you are uh, valuable to the team. So it, it's it's literally every day, man. It's not just you know for training camp. It's literally every week of the season. Like at one, at some point, there there can be a scare or somebody gets cut in the middle of the season or beginning of the season or you know there's always some type of scary move that goes on. So yeah, the anxiety is is at an all time high. But you try to enjoy the experience as much as you can. For sure. For sure. And so honestly, I like really can't imagine like what's going through some of these guys' minds. And let's just hope that they don't listen to this podcast because I'm sure that it's going to add some additional anxiety. Oh no, they're listening. They're listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the damn. way, by the way, any player that says, Oh, I don't pay attention to comments, it's full of shit. I will tell you that right they now. They do? They oh absolutely. man, really? Okay. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. It- I'll tell you, after every game we go, and I'm not saying every single player is like this. Don't get me wrong. There is a, a lot of people are different. Yeah. There have been times where after a game, win or loss, after we, you know, de-stress and get ourselves together, we go to our phones and check what's been said about us for sure. I know I've done it a thousand times because, yeah, you know what I mean? I want to know what the fans think, especially during a bad game. You know what I mean? I just, you know, you, you try not to put that as a main focus, but at the end of the day, it's all around us, so it's kind of hard for us not to uh, hear it or be around it. Yeah, for sure. Like, honestly, like, I commend you guys, too, because, I mean, say, for example, that I get, like, some, like, nasty-ass comment on, like, one of my YouTube videos. Like, it takes everything in me, like, not to just go off on this guy. Um, but, I mean, then, like, I ended up, like, listening to, like, this, like, one guy ended up saying that say that somebody like feels so bad about themselves that they're going to be able to take time out of their day and insult you, then you should pity them rather than feed into the negativity that they're bringing your way. But I mean, that's still something that I struggle with. And I mean, I'm not sure whether or not that I just wouldn't be legitimately spending like an hour or two post game, just like completely throwing it back in these people, throwing it back in these people's faces. It happens, you know, and it's, it's, yeah. Especially being a Bills fan, I know it's the frustration of like, you know, the city wanting more wins and getting back to their glory days. And it seems like a lot of times fans kind of forget that we actually are trying our hardest to win each and every game. Oh, for sure. And, you for know sure. what I mean? And, you know, I feel like sometimes fans kind of uh, go over the top of like, you guys, you guys don't care. You guys don't care to win. You guys are just out there for the money. And it's just like, that's not it at all. Like we want to win a, a Super Bowl. We want to be considered a champion for the rest of our lives. So it's like, yeah, you know, it goes back and forth. It's hard to like to miss like miscue that away from like your ears because it's like everywhere around you. So, you know, I just always thought it was weird. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I definitely understand that. Right before we end up diving in, guys, we need to give a giant shout out to our sponsor. And that today is betonline.ag. I'm sure a lot of you know there have been several ups and downs of 2020, more so downs. But one of the downs just so happened to be uh, the four or five month period where there was absolutely zero sports. Well, luckily, sports are right back in action, including the NBA and Major League Baseball, the NHL and football starting next Thursday. And so I know that me and Aaron are absolutely pumped about it. Please take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head on to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, 
That's betonline.ag. Sign up today. So Aaron, so I ended up putting together what I thought would be a pretty good idea of what this final roster is going to look like. And I mean, might as well start off with the quarterback room. Right now, in my opinion, you know, several other media pundits have said that we were going to be keeping three quarterbacks on the roster, but I'm on, I'm, I am under the impression that Josh Allen, Matt Barkley, and then Fromm and Davis Webb are going to be cut or one of them will be on the practice floor. Yeah. Um, obviously, Josh Allen is obviously going to start. There's no brainer there. Yeah. Um, you know, it all becomes now of like who wants, who wants the backup job. And sure. I know Matt has been with us, what, two years now? A year? A year or two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going on. I'm pretty sure we ended up getting – yeah, we got him, like, midway through 2018. Yeah, so been here already and kind of knows what's going on. So it's now a toss-up of who's going to win that, that, backup, that backup job. And that job is actually really important because, you know, injuries happen each and every week. So you never know what might, what might go down. So that's definitely an important position to, to, to really focus on. Yeah. And so would you think that it would make sense? And so to keep three on the 53 or just – Oh, yeah, you've got to keep three. got to keep three. Interesting. Interesting. And so it's funny because the Bills historically, since McDermott took over, has only kept two. And, like, a lot, a lot of pundits are saying that Fromm's going to be the third guy. But, I mean, it's really hard to, like, see. Like, when the, when the only thing you see about Fromm is – the only quote I saw was days that we don't mention from is good. So basically alluding to the fact that he's been terrible during camp. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what's going on with that room, but I mean, hopefully Josh Allen can stay as healthy as he did as in 2019. Um, yeah. So, I mean, next now we have the running back and fullback room. Um, so what I have is I have Devin Singletary, and then I have Pat DeMarco being the fullback. And although that he has um, not practiced a single day, he's been on the sidelines with an injury. Zach Moss, who I'm super pumped, super pumped to watch. Uh, with, same with Taiwan Jones, who you know Taiwan, don't you? Yeah, this is a good friend of mine. And uh, he's been with the Bills for the last couple of years now. And I actually heard he got into an injury um, didn't can finish practice. I think I want to say last week. I believe. Got it. That's, yeah. injury. So now, um, the the roster just looks like Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and T.J. Yeldon. Oh no. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Yeah, so. for sure. And so they're thinking that Taiwan is probably going to make the fifty-three, because apparently he's an amazing special teams player. Yeah, he's more of the special teams guy for for the Bills. Um, a great special special teamer but also is valuable in the offense and just in case someone goes down. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, this, this running back room absolutely sounds amazing. And I mean, of course, you know, with news breaking today that Leonard Fournette <laughs> and so news broke that the bills made a call on him. And I mean, you know, that if there's any like talented free agent that finally hits the market that, you know, most NFL fans are going to be like flooding Twitter and being like, Oh my God, we should totally pick him up there's <laughs> there's no reason with the running back room that we have right now that I see that being a benefit, especially with Singletary and Moss. I'm not sure of your thoughts. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think we need to add into the running back room. I think the running back room is, is solid. 
mm-hmm. um, being that Devin did a really good job last year of of just containing the run game and yep. allowing the pass game to open up even more. So there's no need in a running back. Will we, would it be would it be an advantage to have him? I mean, in some cases, yes, but in overall mm-hmm. view, there's no point of of bringing him in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so then the cuts. Um, this is probably going to piss off a lot of Bills fans because he was a fan favorite last year in the preseason, and that's Christian Wade. Uh, the um, so the rugby player that came in last year and was on our practice. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I know. And like, dude, like I love his story, but I mean, like, looking at this roster, there's just no way that I see him making this team. Yeah, the running back is definitely a deep, um, heavily deep uh, roster spot um, mm-hmm. with guys who have experience in playing in the game. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a tougher obstacle for him to make that 53. But, hey, man, I've seen crazier things in training camp than anything else. So never count any guy out. Every guy has just as much um, – competitiveness to take someone's job so it's each daily grind each and every day to sustain your spot for sure for sure and so yeah um and so I'm definitely rooting for him but I mean we'll definitely see how it plays out so as far as the final running back room it's Devin Singletary to Marco Zach Moss Jones and TJ Yeldon that's what we have here and then moving on to the wide receiver room who Right in my opinion, from a Bills fan's perspective, this is probably the most like stacked wide receiver room that I have ever seen. Maybe not like back, you know, and so when I was a kid, like back in the 90s and stuff, or like maybe back when Molds played. Uh, but right now, let's just get the obviouses out of the way. We have Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, and same with Gabriel Davis, who apparently has proven to be an absolute stud in training camp. He's, you know, that big bodied receiver who's almost a shoe-in for the 50-50 balls. Uh, He's actually beaten Trey White a couple of times in 101s. Granted, you know, it's practice. I'm sure they weren't going 100%. Um, And then Isaiah Hodgins and then Andre Roberts. Um, I have six down. Some Bills fans, they really want to keep seven receivers on that roster. And I don't know whether or not that that would make sense from your perspective. Um, with the guys that we have, no, uh, we don't need seven. I feel very comfortable in having Diggs, Brown, Beasley, Roberts, Davis, who's been showing up, and yeah. Hodgins. <clears throat> Excuse me, and Hodgins. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really. Is Duke Williams still there? He is, man. He is, and um, that was also one of the difficult conversations because. I absolutely love Duke. Like he was a blast to watch, loved his story. Like, and, and so he came from the CFL and like really made a comeback last year. But I mean, as soon as when the draft came around. And so I knew that the first receiver that the bills like grabbed, I said that if they were going to get a big bodied receiver, that was like that 50, 50 ball kind of guy, then Duke Williams would be in trouble and say that they were to get like more of the speedster receiver then, then um, so Isaiah McKenzie would be in trouble. But um, they ended up grabbing Gabe Davis and Isaiah Hodgins, who are both big-bodied receivers who have had great camps. And um, I think both Duke and Isaiah um, 
there's definitely still a chance, but I think most likely they're going to be cut. Yeah, I mean, the way you put it in that circumstance, like I said, I, I don't think there, there's no need for seven receivers. So I'm yeah, still st sticking with my six. For sure, for sure. All right, um, so next up is the tight end room. Uh, we have Dawson Knox, who I'm really excited to sort of see his progression um, through 2020. Um, from, from right with from what I'm understanding, he's worked on his dropping issue a lot. Uh, then with Tyler Croft, who I believe had a foot injury about a day or two ago, um, hopefully he's okay. And then they're going to keep Tommy Sweeney on the pup list and then Lee Smith. And then I think that they are going to part ways with Reggie Gilliam and Jason Crew. Um, shout out to my boy Lee Smith, who was my old teammate. He's back in. Oh, nice. Nice. With the Buffalo Bills. So. His second stint with the Bills, right? Yeah, second stint. And um, yeah, Dawson is, uh, seems to be the, the, the favorite right now. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, things can change. You know, we're going to see how they perform uh, week. And then preseason week one was it next week? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, sure is. He'll probably get a few snaps just to see, get his feet wet with it, with things, and then um, Tyler will go 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 in, and probably Lee will get the rest of the of the snaps. So, yeah, um, yeah, we're looking probably look for three. Lee is also a great special teamer, so yeah. I think they're going to be using him in that aspect as well. For sure, for sure. Um, so next it's the offensive line, and then we're going to be moving to your bread and butter. Uh, the, so the defense. <laughs> so um, starting off with the offensive line, we have Mitch Morse. I have Deion Dawkins. With John Feliciano, he is recovering from that pectoral injury, but I still think that he will be on the pop list. Same with Cody Ford, which is going to be interesting. There's been a lot of talk about him changing positions and going over to the right guard position, sort of to fill the void with Feliciano. Uh, then same with Ty Secchi and with Quentin Spain, Ryan Bates, Brian Winters, who we ended up picking up from the Jets after he was released just a couple of weeks ago. Same with Evan Bohm and Daryl Williams with that one. Um, and so Brian Winters, I'm not going to lie to you, was pretty excited about it. But then I like saw like several clips of Epinesa just absolutely bulldozing him during practice. So I'm thinking that I uh, think that Cody Ford might actually like make that transition right over to right guard. I mean, people have been talking about that since he was in the league last year in 2019, but I mean, I guess only time will tell. Yeah. Didn't we extend Dion and Quentin, if I'm not mistaken? We did. We did. And so Dion oh. got paid. Oh yeah. So with, with their experiences, they're going to help those guys uh, in the back end out a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Just having those experiences and you gotta you gotta show love to the big boys, man. Just to the big man because they never oh, yeah. get that recognition, man. You know what I'm saying? Like for sure, they they protect our quarterback really well. Um, the best I've seen since um, in a, in a long time, and you know they're just heavy refrigerators back there, man. So it's exciting to yeah. get, to see Josh Allen get a lot more time back there with the passing game, and you know give that ball to Diggs or or Beasley and go big. Yeah. And so definitely the continuity with the offensive line is going to be important. And so like I was expecting us to make some type of free agent move this off season for the offensive line. I mean, don't get me wrong, would not trade the digs move whatsoever. Would trade nothing for that. But um, let's just hope that the chemistry because the majority of them will be back 
So, I mean, we'll definitely see how that plays out. Um, all right. So now the defense and we're going to go, we're going to go ahead and start off with the defensive line. And we have, uh, so we have with Jerry Hughes starting off and Ed Oliver, who I'm really excited to see him play this year. And the rookie with AJ Epinesa, then Mario Addison, who's been slept on, man. He's been a slept on defensive end, at least from media attention. I mean, he's legitimately had nine plus sacks, uh, throughout the past four years. And I rarely ever heard his name mentioned on ESPN or Fox sports. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to be able to do for this line. Um, same with Quentin Jefferson, uh, who was, I'm pretty sure was in like the higher echelon rate of the league for pass rush win rates. So that's going to be fantastic. Same with Vernon Butler and Harrison Phillips. And then last but not least, Trent Murphy, who a lot of bills fans are arguing whether or not that we should try and trade him, whether or not that we should release him. A lot of Bills fans don't want him on this team, and I really don't understand why. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why either. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was pretty, um, pretty productive last year. Um, did it a solid job. Um, so, I mean, you know, fans have their own views of why and why they do not like a certain player. So For sure. Who knows, but at the end of the day, the man did his job. Exactly. And it helps. Shout out to my guy, Jerry Hughes. It gives him a better chance to go out there and get more sacks. And even Ed, it gives the opening side for for, uh, Oliver to to make some plays as well. And so, yeah, for sure. You know, like, it's definitely funny because I think, like, just the average fan, they look at a D lineman – and they measure their success like right off of like the sexy numbers, right? Like the sacks or like that. Yeah. But like a lot of the times stats don't necessarily show you how good they are at doing their job and filling their role. And it sounds like McDermott is really high on Trent Murphy. And I think that there's no reason that he doesn't make this 53. And so you did mention that. Um, so, so you shouted out Lee Smith and Jerry Hughes those are the only two that were on the bills when you were there, right? Or is there one more? Yeah, man. I'm looking through the roster. Jerry. Jerry is actually the only guy left. There you go. From when I played. So shout out to him. Cause that is, that's tremendous. Just work ethic, grind, and just, you know, hustle of just wanting to be the best and continue to, to be with the same team, man. That, He's been there for a long time, so, you know, shout out to him. Yeah, for sure. And so, honestly, would absolutely love to see him retire a bill. Would love to see him retire a bill. He's been through it all, man. (laughs) And so, I'm pretty sure, like, three different coaches. And so, with with Morell and then Rex Ryan and now McDermott. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, So, now it comes down to the linebacker room. Uh, We're going to go with Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, who I am – nervous as hell that we are not going to be able to afford him next year. Uh-huh. Uh, but we'll, we, uh, we will sort of try and um, sort of revisit that conversation. Then with AJ Klein, who has some really big shoes to fill with the retirement of Lorenzo Alexander and then Tyler Matekovich. Um, from what I understand, I would have he's butchered that by the way. So I'm glad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. And honestly, I probably did. I probably did. <laughs> so, and uh, then last but not least, an Andre Smith, who we just recently picked up from Carolina um, just a few days ago. And I think we ended up picking him up because he's also a, 
fantastic special teamer, which seems to be a trend these days. It sounds like that the coaching staff is really trying to build up our special teams. But um, yeah, um, that's basically the linebacker room by itself. Um, and so are you a fan of Matt Milano, just out of curiosity? Uh, I am a fan. Um, the only thing I will give him grief, and I'm pretty sure it was him, is when he got shook by Lamar Jackson. But, hey, it happens. Yo. Dude. It happens. You know and what so, I mean? I got and shook so his, And so his ankles are still on the 40-yard line right now. Probably, probably it is. But you know what? <laughs> He's going to get his revenge this year. Um, yeah. I love his play. He, he is an, his engine is always running. Um, so, a playmaker for this team. So I'm excited for him to up his game up as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, like I said, I'm like really hoping that we can find a deal, but just with, and so the COVID thing and like now like the salary cap's going to be a little different in 2021. I just hope that he can take some type of friendly team deal and come back because when he was out last year, and so when Philly like absolutely ran all over us, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I think that that with Matt Milano was out. And the second he came back, no team put up those type of numbers on the ground against us again. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, yes. So, I mean, now the secondary, your bread and butter. Yes, sir. <laughs> your, bread. Boys. <laughs> your bread and butter. Um, so what I have right here in the cornerback room is obviously Trey White, the best cornerback in the league. I don't care what anyone tells me. <laughs> uh, Josh Norman, who is, recovering from a hamstring injury and I do want to ask you a question about him soon as once we go through the rest of this list and then 43 43 we have Levi Wallace 44 Taron Johnson 45 Cam Lewis who was a sleeper he played for the University of Buffalo Um, I'm pretty sure he was undrafted I want to say and apparently he's been having a tremendous camp and then Siren Neal for some reason I thought he was a safety uh, but Due to my research, they have him listed as a cornerback at this point. But first off, and so what do you think about that list? And then I have being cut with, uh, so the seventh round pick in Dane Jackson and Brian Allen, those two would be cut from the squad. Um, so, and so what do you feel about that list going in? A tremendous, just crazy stud-like <laughs> they have right there. Jordan Poirier has not been getting the recognition he had that he should deserve in this league. Um, the man's been making so oh, many sure. plays, um, as well as Micah High. I mean, those two are by far, if not the best duos in the NFL. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like you said, T. White, the be- one of the best corners in the, in the league, um, hands down, could have his own island. You could, you could always count on him on, you know, shutting down whoever receiver he's been put on. Um, I'm excited. He just knows the system of McDermott's um, whole scheme. So I think that was the bringing that in, and also this experience and his uh, seniority into the, in the into the group would help out as well. So um, I'm excited to see the secondary this year. For sure, man. Me too. And so, like, really, like, just like going to Josh Norman, and obviously, guys, these safeties were Micah Hyde, Poyer, Dean Marlowe, and Jaquan Johnson, but there's been a lot of argument like between the fact of whether or not that Josh Norman's best days are behind him. And so right now, and so my opinion is, is the fact that his, the system that he was in in Washington 
did not do him a single favor whatsoever. And so like was watching tape and stuff like that. And like the communication with the safeties and the other CBs, like they had no idea what was going on when they had audible. And like, what are your thoughts on Josh Norman, whether or not that you think that he was disserviced being in that defensive scheme on Washington? And do you think that since he's reuniting with McDermott, that he's going to be able to revive his career somewhat and be the CB2 lining up opposite of Trey White? I mean, now, now just remember this. The man's name was never brought up until he was going to, going to Washington. The man made all sorts of plays when he was in Carolina with McDermott oh, yeah. at the time. So Washington's scheme just wasn't – it wasn't for him. It wasn't fitting him. I think he's more of a zone corner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Washington was more of a man, man-to-man guy. They pressed – they put a lot of pressure on him to close down the number one guy. I don't think that's his forte mm-hmm. right where he's at in his, in his career. So uh, that's a great addition to uh, the Bills' secondary. He yeah. knows the, the system very, very well. He can help these guys out in other ways that probably haven't seen before. So having that experience brings that energy that, and that camaraderie together. And that's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off, man. I think that's a great move for them to bring him in. For sure. For sure. And so, yeah. And so, yeah, Bill's Mafia, last but not least, just uh, so these specialists, and that's going to be Tyler Bass when we shock the world and we let Hoshka move on. I'm pretty sure he has workouts with the Titans. I wish him the best. Uh, then same with Bajorquez as our punter and then Reed Ferguson as our long snapper. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our 53 man roster this year. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy that football is going to start next week. Dude. I know. I know, man. And so it seems like it's just a blur, you know, I mean, Thursday. And so with the Texans and the chiefs kicking off and then, and so the Bills going up against the New Jersey Jets. And so I'm not sure whether or not, but uh, that's what I've been referring to them f- throughout the past couple of years. So, yeah. <laughs> that's you know. funny. And so there's really only one team right in New York. Um, but yeah, so Bills Mafia, definitely thank you so much for joining us uh, for this edition of Believe in Bills. Uh, next week, stay tuned. We are going to be doing a full pregame breakdown against the Jets as far as matchups and just our overall takes. So definitely recommend subscribing to either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever the hell you listen to your audio. And let's just do it up. Until Bill's Mafia, we're signing off. Till next time, stay wavy, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.